we're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today. Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. It's March 9th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning... Russia launched a mass missile and drone attack across Ukraine early this morning, killing at least six people and injuring at least seven, according to the Kyiv Independent. Numerous energy infrastructure sites were damaged. This 16th mass missile strike appears to be the largest missile attack in months. Since October, Russia has carried out repeat attacks against Ukraine that resulted in serious damage to 40% of the country's critical energy infrastructure. According to the commander-in-chief of Ukraine's armed forces, the attack included 81 missiles of varying types and eight Iranian Shahed drones. For a full list of the damage caused by the attack, follow the link in the show notes. Al Jazeera is reporting that Afghan police have set a bomb blast in Afghanistan's northern Balkh province has killed three people, including its Taliban governor. Police spokesman Asif Waziri said it was a suicide attack. We don't have information as to how the suicide bomber reached the office of the governor. The killing makes Muzamil one of the highest-ranking figures slain since the Taliban stormed back to power in 2021. No one immediately claimed responsibility for the attack, but a regional affiliate of the ISIL group is a key rival of the ruling Taliban. ISIL says it's fighting to establish a global Islamic caliphate instead of the Taliban's more inward-looking goal of ruling an independent Afghanistan. China's leader Xi Jinping has called for more quickly elevating the armed forces to world-class standards in a speech just days after a top diplomat warned of the growing possibility of conflict with the U.S. unless Washington changes course, according to the AP. China must maximize its national strategic capabilities in a bid to systematically upgrade the country's overall strength to cope with strategic risks, safeguard strategic interests, and realize strategic objectives, Xi said yesterday. Xi also mentioned the need for achieving the goals for the centenary of the PLA in 2027, 
a date by which, according to some U.S. observers, China intends to have the capability of conquering self-governing Taiwan, an American ally by military means. On Tuesday, Foreign Minister Chen Gong had warned in unusually stark terms about the possibility of U.S.-China frictions leading to something more dire. Quote, if the United States does not hit the brake but continues to speed down the wrong path, no amount of guardrails can prevent derailing and there surely will be conflict and confrontation. Elsewhere, according to the BBC, Georgia's ruling party has said it will withdraw a controversial draft law in the face of mass protests and widespread international criticism. Under the bill, non-government groups and media would be targeted if they take over 20% of funding from abroad. The main ruling party said it was pulling the bill unconditionally. Georgia has applied for candidate status of the European Union and sought to join NATO. EU officials have condemned the draft legislation as incompatible with EU values. The government's U-turn followed a second night of clashes between riot police and protesters outside Parliament. Tear gas and water cannons were used to disperse the demonstrators as they chanted no to the Russian law. Despite the decision to drop the bill, opposition parties said they had no plans to halt the protests. They called for clarity on how the proposals were to be withdrawn and demanded the release of protesters detained this week. Rebels killed at least 36 people in an overnight attack on a village in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo, officials said earlier this morning. Deutsche Welle reports that the attack took place in the village of Mukandi, which is about 19 miles south of the city of Beni in the rest of North Kivu province. Mumbere Lumbadu Arson, the head of a civil society group, said villagers were still missing, adding that the modus operandi suggested that the Allied Democratic Forces was behind the attack since no bullets were fired. ADF is a long-standing insurgent group with Ugandan roots operating in eastern Congo and often uses hatchets and machetes. The group established ties with the so-called Islamic State in late 2018 and has waged frequent deadly raids on villages. The Straits Times is reporting that Malaysia's former prime minister has been detained by graft busters on Thursday and will be charged on Friday over alleged abuse on projects awarded under a government stimulus program. The Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission said in a statement that the former premier was detained at 1 p.m. today after he arrived at the agency for an interview over the case. The anti-graft agency said Tan Sri Muyadin will face several charges related to corruption, abuse of power, and money laundering on Friday. He will be the second Malaysian ex-premier after Najib Razak to be charged for corruption. Najib is serving a 12-year sentence after being found guilty on one of the charges linked to State Fund One Malaysia Development BHD. According to Reuters, 
Argentina's new cannabis watchdog is overseeing more than 50 projects related to the research and development of cannabis and is establishing a regulatory framework as it bids to enter the potentially lucrative weed export market. The industry has incredible potential, said Gabriel Jimenez, director of the Aracame Cannabis Agency, created in January this year, last week. He said 51 regulated research and development projects are currently taking place around the country. Argentina is looking to build its domestic medical cannabis market and generate foreign currency through exports. It allows cannabis-derived products in pharmacies and has ordered insurers to cover prescriptions for marijuana-based medications, but recreational use is still forbidden. In lighter news from the AP, the Hershey Company said Tuesday that Reese's plant-based peanut butter cups, which go on sale this month, will be its first vegan chocolates sold nationally. A second plant-based offering, Hershey's plant-based extra creamy with almonds and sea salt, will follow in April. The chocolates are made with oats instead of milk, Hershey said. Hershey has experimented with vegan chocolate before. It sold an oat-based chocolate bar called Oatmade in some test markets starting in 2021, but the new products will be the first sold throughout the United States under the plant-based label. Hershey said consumers want choice and are looking for products they consider healthier or with fewer ingredients, including reduced sugar and plant-based options. Hershey also introduced an organic version of Reese's Cups in February of 2021. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, Chris spoke with Cameron Bokhari of the New Lines Institute about Israel and Palestine. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.